Nickelback with more on point. I'm Rob Faye. Thank you for making me a part of your evening. It's starting to get cold out, isn't it? I mean, I know for some of you who get cold easily, but for the big guy, uh, take something in the single digits for me to start thinking when I'm going to pull out the heavier coats and get ready for the winter. But um, Ottawa was three degrees yesterday, last night. That is definitely sweater, <laughs> sweater weather. And get a load of this. Enbridge Gas who serves about, what, three-quarters of Ontario residents, just approved another hike, another 5 to 10%. That's on the heels of a hike back in July that was, what, 18 to 20%? That's a big deal. Let's bring on Dan Mateeg. He's president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Dan, am I going to need to just start wearing multiple sweaters, or are we going to get some <laughs> relief at some point here? <laughs> yeah, no, Rob, I don't think we're going to get much relief uh, in, in the way of lower prices. There may be some adjustments here and there, but generally speaking, uh, year over year, I think we're looking at uh, what it amounts to about a 40, maybe even a 50% increase in uh, whatever it is you paid for last year. Propane would probably be the only exception, and of course, electricity, but you pay for that in other ways because the price of electricity tends to be subsidized by the province to the tune of some $6.5 billion, that's for the B, billion dollars a year, uh, and that helps to take away some of the sting that consumers feel. But that same thing can't be said for, obviously, for natural gas and for uh, furnace oil, which uh, is more than double the price it was this time last year for those that still use it. And that happens to be, surprisingly, a lot of people, especially the further east you go in Canada and the United States. Politics meets policy is something I always like to uh, to use. And, you know, you got to start watching closely. I, I always look for somebody to blame, I guess, in the back of my mind. How much of this is politicking and how much of it is actually policy? Well, look, I spent a lot of time uh, uh, in the former and uh, a lot more time, I hope, now in the latter. That's to deal with a little bit more policy. Uh, you know, Canada has an abundance of resources. There's no doubt natural gas being one of them, of course, uh, oil and uh, other products, which uh, very few other nations could uh, around the world could, uh, could, could uh, uh, you know, equal us with. And that's because, of course, we have the third largest provable reserves in the world. But I don't think we've been using it very wisely. And I think the narrative over the past 10, 15 years in terms of our climate uh, beliefs, uh, not that that's wrong, uh, has tended to suppress uh, and perhaps uh, take for granted uh, the significance and importance of getting these products, not just to Canadians, but to other markets around the world. And that, by the way, Rob, would certainly help the Canadian dollar, which uh, is trading at 137, 138 pennies. That's adding in no small way to the inflationary effect that we're paying, not just for natural gas, not just for gasoline, diesel, home heating fuel, but also now food. And we saw that today, certainly with the numbers from Stats Can. So it's uh, the policy, I think, has to shift a little bit. Uh, I think we have to put a little bit of water with our wine and start to recognize that a country like Canada has to really step up to the plate. If countries like Canada don't do it, then you're going to allow, you know, uh, countries with shady environmental and human rights uh, uh, you know, uh, practices uh, to to supply uh, what uh, what the world increasingly needs. Uh, that's your Russia's, your Venezuela's, your Iran's, your Saudi Arabia's. So I think at the end of the day, it's it's important for Canadians to reflect on the fact that uh, these prices are heading much higher. Canada can and should be the solution to that. And I think increasingly, especially in places like Quebec, where we've always seen people oppose pipelines. Um, there is a, a more of a, uh, and we've done this here at Keynes for Affordable Energy, uh, there's more of a reception to the idea that you can do that. Of course, it doesn't help that we have carbon taxes, and they're not small. 
Uh, yes, the government gives a rebate, but uh, you know, someone using 2,100 cubic meters of natural gas is probably going to pay about $250 of that in carbon taxes. Someone driving 50 liters, using 50 liters of fuel a week, even the most efficient of vehicles, another 300 to 25, maybe 350. So you can see where, you know, the cascading effect of carbon taxes is going to start to really bite into uh, consumers and uh, make uh, the price of energy that much more unaffordable. Well, we could talk about the challenges, you know, that some of us feel when we see what's going on with the NDP and the Liberals. But let's look across the border uh, with the second year under the belt of Joe Biden right now. How is that affecting Canadians? What have you seen south of the border that is truly impacting us here at home? Well, look, I mean, I spent a lot of time uh, working previously with uh, a company that most of, did most of its work in media in the United States, Gas Buddy, uh, did tomorrowsgasprice.com, of course, now gaswizard.ca. I think the American policy has uh, mirrored what we've seen here in Canada, and I think it's come at, uh, as a bit of a detriment to uh, Americans. They are seeing, you know, 3 $4 a gallon gasoline. They're not accustomed to that. Uh, the United States is draining its uh, strategic petroleum reserve. It's supposed to be used for emergencies, uh, political uh, occurrences, uh, geopolitical events, uh, storms. It's not meant as a price stabilizer, and yet the uh, the Biden administration is using one million barrels a day. That, by the way, would be the same one million barrels a day they would be getting from Canada were it not for the fact that they killed the Keystone XL pipeline already yes. built uh, on the first. We know that story, but at the end of the day, I think Americans are going to pass judgment very quickly. Uh, they don't suffer high prices caused by policy quite the way the Canadians do. We're too polite. <laughs> we are polite. Uh, and I think uh, to, a large, to a large extent, uh, maybe it's time that we take stock and inventory of the great things we've done. I mean, everyone talks about the ESG um, matrix, the scale, the, the scale in which you measure future projects. There isn't a country in the world that uh, beats Canada on the ESG rankings. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. I've said this of the industry before because I fought it like as a member of parliament, but they don't do enough to tell people the story. And I'm starting to hear a little bit here and there, but I think Canadians beyond the 20, 25 billion bucks that this uh, industry generates for government coffers, which is way more than any pretended arguments out there that somehow, uh, you know, they take more money than they, uh, than they, than they create. The 20 to $25 billion that goes into federal, provincial, and municipal infrastructures, even here in Toronto, um, I think are something that uh, just can't be uh, ignored, and they certainly can't be taken for granted. I really appreciate you bringing that up. I think that is definitely something that we need to do because, it, you know, I, I, gosh, I'm up against the clock. I hate doing this kind of stuff. Yep. I always try to think to myself, I'd love to see a positive spin on something. And I feel like right now Canadians are disenchanted and they're looking to the media for answers. And some will blame what's going on over in Europe and with Russia and with Ukraine. Some will blame the states. But I think there are solutions that can be found here at home, but we just got to get off our duff and start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're number three in the world. There isn't anybody this else. That's what I'm saying. We have. So let's do it. Uh, let's uh, let's celebrate what we have and get it out there and let the rest of the world get a little piece of what Canada can give. I would like to see that happen. All right, my friend. Thank you for making time for me. Great to be here tonight, Rob. Thanks for having me and to your listeners. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. Dan Batigue, president of the Canadians for Affordable Energy. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow him on Twitter, uh, he is very active on social media, which is a good thing. Gas Price Wizard. That is at Gas Price Wizard. I'm Rob Fay. Thank you so very much for listening. And this is On Point.